Attention shoppers, there are a wide variety of Crossrip items available in the gift shop. Sweatshirts, smartphone covers, an exclusive t-shirt designed by Dapper Dan Shonen of IDW Comics fame, and more on the way. All proceeds go towards our servers, so this remains the only ad you hear on the show. Go to GhostbustersHQ.net slash shop to get yours today. I like that shirt, friend. Hey there, fellow conductors of the Metaphysical Examination, and welcome to the Crossroad for the week of October 8th, 2018. We've got a fun podcast coming up for you. We're going to talk about a surprise, frankly, uh, announcement about Sanctum of Slime getting its own one-shot comic book. We're going to talk about Ghostbusters World. They had an announcement today as to when you can expect that game. We're also going to talk about those Venom covers, which are kind of strange. Anyway, get ready. It's a fun one. Here we go. Still Playing With Toys presents The Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossroad, the biggest podcast since 1909. So free. News, interviews, and commentary on everything Ghostbusters. Are you the key Here are your hosts, Troy Benjamin and Chris Stewart. You know, it's just occurred to me we really haven't had a completely successful test of this equipment. Oh, we have fun. Woo! If you're just tuning in, which you are... Uh, Chris and I are both burning the candle at both ends, and we're a little rundown. Um, but uh, so, so here's here's what's going to. That's gonna, no excuse. Well, no, I mean it's it's no excuse. But what's funny is uh, in last week's episode, uh, you at the very end said, "Hey, when I get tired, I I tend to ramble," um, and and that happened at the end of the episode. But what people didn't hear was that you and I talked for probably about another hour plus for that episode uh that i i cut out of i cut out of the episode because it was yeah. running very 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 long but the good news yeah. is you're gonna hear it next week you get to hear part two of last week's episode That's right. <laughs> next week um and we're it, taking we're sort of taking a week off for um for the, the Halloween holiday season. Yeah. Although that said, you and I are sitting around poised because there's uh, like uh, Ghostbusters World was taunting us that they were going to announce something this week, and Which, here yeah, we are. We're, we're going to get into that because we're halfway I, through the week. I feel like they made the announcement, and I feel like that was the announcement. I don't know. We'll, we'll get into that in the news because I, I'm I'm still kind of iffy on that. If if we already got the announcement or if we didn't get the announcement, but um. Yeah, but we'll we'll be we'll be at the ready. I mean, next week. So what we're gonna do is next week you're gonna hear uh, part two, which is basically the uh, quote unquote lost episode uh, from last week, which is us talking about each and every one of the movies that all of our lovely listeners called in with. Um, and then when I put the episode together, I thought, oh my goodness, this is this is way too long. This is an episode all to its own. And now it is, and so you shall hear it next week. Uh, but if there is any breaking news, we'll make sure to add it to the top uh, of that show. Uh, and then the week after that, uh, it's the week before Halloween, so you're going to be hearing Chris's uh, Mixmaster Chris's uh, annual mix. What do we call it? I think we have a name for it, don't we? It's just a mixtape. Halloween mixtape. Was I it mixtape or did we call it WGBI? I can't yeah, remember. Maybe that was it. WGBI. I think that's that's what it's always been. Ghostbusters Radio. I do yeah, like Ghostbusters that. Radio. But uh, so you'll you'll hear that over the next two weeks. Uh, and as Chris said, that's giving us a little <coughs> bit of a breather for. For the holiday seasons ourselves, uh, for some other things that are happening behind the scenes, uh, which will work out well. Now, what that does mean is uh, Ghostbusters Crossing Over number seven will be coming out in the middle of that brief little hiatus. Even, I mean, it's a hiatus, but you're going to still be hearing us. It's it's very 
we, we've really adapted the uh, late night TV model where uh, we do go off the air, but we don't go off the air. Like we have we have episodes that we bank and you guys get to hear them. So, um, but what that means is we won't be talking about crossing over number seven and things won't be quite as timely. But fret not, we'll do that after the, the Halloween holiday. It just um, gives Michael Tanaka more time to research stuff. <laughs> it be does. poised and ready. It does. He'll have he'll have pre-armed himself with uh, rebuttals for everything that we talk about, basically. But um, but uh, yeah. So I mean, all of that said, uh, let's let's get into it, Chris. I, I, you and I are we're chomping at the bit to go to sleep. I get the feeling. So we're gonna we're gonna plow through and carry on. Here we go with the news. Hey guys, Peter. I have some news from the world of Gozer. I got some pretty cool stuff cooking up over here if you want to turn your head. Multiplanar curly and emanation. Now, well, here's your next month's cover of GQ. Check out the aura on this sucker. All right. Do you uh, do you want to start with the Sanctum of Slime thing, Chris? Because this was actually kind of surprising. This, I, I, I mean, I do want to talk about the Ghostbusters world stuff, but I feel like this was the bigger surprise for me out of all of the stuff that's on the rundown here. Yes, we should start there, if only because I think I may have accidentally skewed the news too. So, oh, well, so here's here's my understanding of it. Uh, there's a one shot coming in January uh, based upon the Sanctum of Slime characters, who we've gotten to know a little bit more in the uh, crossing yes. over series. Um, Tom, and, I believe Tom Waltz was the one who tweeted uh, it. Yeah, he he tweeted out like two. F- Photos of Head the artwork at yeah. IDW. Yeah, uh, long longtime editor of the Ghostbuster series. Uh, he did tag Eric Burnham and Dan Schoening and Louis Delgado, but based upon the artwork that he tweeted out, I, that's not Dan's artwork. I don't think. No. Is it? Or or it's or it's Dan still keeping in the same vein of the Sanctum of Slime, which I guess is feasible as well. Well, that's true. Because he's doing actually. it in Crossing Over, so I, I don't think there's been an official announcement on who the creative team behind it is, but uh, no, Dan's although, certainly capable of making it look like Sanctum of Slime. Yeah, exactly. Um, but so, I mean, here here's why I was surprised by that. First of all, Sanctum of Slime, uh, not beating around the bush too much, uh, the, the game didn't really do so well not that many people were big fans of it but the story mode and the story that was behind it was done by the idw crew and i know that they were very proud of of the story that they concocted which involves janos poha uh one of my favorite characters um but uh you know it it sanctum of slime was sort of that follow-up to ghostbusters the video game that everybody kind of scratched their heads and went huh all right that's that's really what they're gonna do okay cool Um, yeah it was um it was an attempt. <laughs> yeah. I liked it. I liked. I liked that they brought in the 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 heavy comic narrative. Uh, I liked that a lot. Um, but yeah, it just seemed kind of uh, odd to go off with you know a completely unattached team. Um, yeah, and well, and I think that's what they might be playing into. Is and so is that where you're saying you may have skewed the news here a little bit because uh, I think I had seen your response to it saying because i think tom said they're going to go searching for egon spangler they're going to go looking for egon spangler something to that oh, effect. oh okay See, um, I, I, I may have missed that one what i when i posted about egon is i i i think what happened is i mistook uh sam hazer in one of the pieces of art as egon because he runs around in a, a blue oh. jumpsuit like uh like rgb slash egb okay. egon does um because you you I would th- I mean, I think your comment was like, now we get to find out what happened to the rest of the team, 
which I mean, well, sounds like the perfect story, but uh, that that was your your. Uh, I didn't say we did. I asked the question. I think I think okay. that's a, a natural. Is uh, is uh, we get it? If if you're going to tell a story about the team, you're obviously going to talk about how they came to be and all that sort of stuff that didn't really get covered in the video game sort of thing. And I think it's a natural then that especially since we learned in the current comics comic series and Waltz is hinting uh, that uh, it's a separate Egon. It's like EGB Egon, but not. Is yeah. that what we... So he, he's like a darker... Like, I mean, based upon what they've said yeah. in Crossing Over, he's not the Egon that we're familiar with. That's kind of what they've teased. Yeah, which is actually, in, you know, kind of suggests then that perhaps, uh, you know, who the... <laughs> actually, it'd be really funny as if they kind of wrote this as a... Uh, how would you put it? Like a Terminator 2, Terminator 3 style setup to the EGB um, story uh, set in the, the future with the, the Ghost Wars. Oh, yeah, the Ghost Apocalyptic Future. Ghost Apo- one of my favorite Ghost episodes, Apo- yeah. Yeah, so in this one, he things have obviously shifted. Like perhaps the uh, his three teammates are gone. That means he's not you know, on sabbatical or kind of on hold or filling in time doing Ghostbusters and teaching, at which point he's teaching the GB team, something shifts. And then uh, when when needs arise, he ends up having to form this Sanctum of Slime uh, uh, team. Yeah. That's, that's just a wish thing. And actually, that would be kind of cool to have a universe that's in the, 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 the make or break point. Uh, from tipping into a future where the the ghost the supernatural forces have started to win and totally taken over yeah yeah think of the start of Terminator 2 except instead of you know sentinels and uh, you know t800s and all that it's uh, you know it's all ghosts and That's, ruined cities and it's funny I'm glad you kind of picked up on that because I was getting the feeling especially from crossing over that the sanctum of slime guys are kind of the darkest timeline <laughs> they've kind of come yeah. from uh, there's one comment in the most recent crossing over and I can't remember which character says it, but it's, you know, something to the effect of like, you won't believe the shit that I've seen, man. You know, like, you, <laughs> which is you funny guys have it really great here. They're still running around quipping and all that. But yeah. yeah, if we remember the video game, if you played the video game, it was kind of, <sighs> my impressions of it. And this is, this is completely retrograde because at the time it didn't, strike me is only looking back now that it kind of reminds me of uh, what uh, hmm, any of the zombie movies where the world hasn't completely fallen to Ooh, the zombie yeah. apocalypse chaos. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. There, there's an impact. Society is not exactly running at optimal. People are still trying to get on with their lives, but you know, but but stuff is starting to break down. It hasn't. Uh, Fear the Walking Dead, like the the start of the Fear the Walking sort Dead of the, series. Yeah, pre uh, Walking Dead. Yeah. Things are just starting to fall apart. <laughs> One of these days, I will catch up with Fear the Walking Dead. But the problem I have is that it's like I know where you're. <laughs> your Prequelitis. You know exactly it's, what's going to happen. It's, yeah, it's not. It's not great, and I have a tough time watching it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I feel like, yeah, because Janos goes crazy, if I remember correctly, because his encounter with Vigo has left him psychologically scarred. Um, There's a lot of very dark undertones to uh, Sanctum of Slime, so I I bet that carries over to this one-shot book. Yeah, 
even the art style was kind of in that hard shadow uh Mike Magnola kind of Yeah. Yeah. Not not quite Mike Magnola. Not but as that, dark, but yeah. Not as dark, same, but, yeah. but that hard shadowed uh art style and, square you know, jaws. Yeah. Yeah, things are um things are things are uh not great. And yeah. yeah, everything we've seen since then kind of suggests that. So this is it. This is our one shot. I mean, what can you do in a one shot, right? And I suspect if it's trying to go save or find uh Egon, it means there's a lot of time for chatter and you know exposition about the past or flashbacks or you name it right like yeah so, a road trip movie of a uh, comic book so one, to speak. one issue is just enough time to 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 use a, a small you know mission arc a small single issue goal as a backdrop to you know flesh everybody out and fill in the blanks as to why this team came to be and yeah. this is this is the beautiful part about the the whole crossing over thing is it uh you know to use the uh, uh you know the comic-y term of of retconning things it's like that's exactly that's exactly what burnham and them are doing everybody from you know sanctum of slime to um uh, you know the 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 Ghostbusters to uh, <laughs> the house spirit guys, yeah. <laughs> the sprites, right? Like it's just it's just like <sighs> Ghostbusters has so much stuff, but all of it was kind of hodgepodge. It's not like it was under the the you know the 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 what do they call it? The velvet glove over a iron gauntlet or whatever of Star Wars, where somebody was driving a you know, a, a main narrative and all that, like our, 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 our fandom and all that is kind of all over the place. Like we got so much stuff to try to, to, <laughs> to reconcile. So this is it. This is a good opportunity is using the comics to kind of go, you know, multiverse, multiverse gave us the reason for why everything's fractured and kind of all over the place rather than a single universe. And then the comics fills in the blanks, right? Yeah. Like video games can only, impart so much narrative and uh yeah so yeah it seems uh, do do oh i was gonna say uh, i was gonna say it seems like the one shot is the 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 best way to do this too because there's not a whole lot of um uh, they don't have to invest too much into it and if it doesn't sell well well then it's over and done with so you know the sanctum of slime story they can set up or they can tell uh and then yeah, Th- that that section, that cross section of the fans that are into that can check it out and then move on to the next thing. And they've set them up so nicely yeah. with the video game and crossing over now that whatever that side story is, they they have. I mean, and they can do it with anybody now. They can do it with answer the call. They can do it with those Ghostbusters two sprites. Uh, maybe that's kind of what we're going to see in the future. Here is a bunch of one shots now with all of these different multiverse characters uh where we get to see a little bit of their world their slice of life uh by themselves which would be kind of nice it um you know to get all kind of businessy and all that by this point idw has a lot of good metrics on when they put out ghostbusters comics and i think especially after the first answer the call because wasn't it answer the call that had to was it answer the call or the first when of when uh uh, Ghostbusters 101. Mm, the uh, reprint? The reprint. I think both of them actually got reprinted. Here's yeah. here's where Michael Tanaka gets to step in. I do believe, <laughs> though, that 101 and Answer the Call, the first issue, did get a second printing. 
Gee there, Troy Benjamin. I hope Michael Tanaka never finds out that you and I deliberately plant <laughs> stupid things in the episode, so he has something to do. It's, um, it's an old entertainment I, industry tactic. Let I them think have I a covered. Note. Yeah. <laughs> I think I covered really well. They don't suspect. <laughs> um, but yeah, by this point, yeah, they can do a little one-off because they know, you know, this is, you know, uh, functionally what it takes for us as a company to get this produced. This is what it's going to cost to do. You know, here's here's the the graph lines between uh, print costs and you know print run numbers, and you know they dial it in and they go, well, here's the you know looking back some of the I don't know what uh, five thousand copies. I don't know. What's the worst that happens? It it goes great, and they have to run a do a second run. Like yeah. it's 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 it, at this point, it it the reason they're doing this feels a lot to me like they've got a you know a sense of a formula for for um, you know doing whatever Ghostbusters. Like you know they've 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 pulled a, a Bruce Tim. They've managed to uh, sneak in everything to do with Ghostbusters, and now they can run off and go tell yeah. little stories with it left, right, and center, right? So, And they know how many people pretty reliably will purchase it, uh, which is kind of nice. So, um, so yeah, so uh, I, I'm going to use that as a segue, Chris, because here's something that I don't Do think has any metrics, and I'm kind of curious as to what the thinking was behind this, but uh, these Venom editions of all of the Sony movies. <laughs> okay, help me out here, uh, movie man. Yeah. Uh, who's hopefully slightly more awake than I am. I will try. Uh, which what studio is behind Deadpool? Uh, Deadpool was Fox. Um, Fox, right? That's okay. Yeah, you're right because that was an X Men thing. Uh, um, yeah, and so so I mean, if you haven't seen it, and the only reason I'm bringing it up is I I saw this and I was like, oh, that's kind of lame. We're not going to talk about it. And then it keeps coming <laughs> up and it keeps coming up. So um, so Walmart, if I remember correctly, is the only retailer that's doing this, but they're putting slip cases over Sony movies, Men in Black, Ghostbusters, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. It seems like it's the weirdest cross-section of movies, too, uh, where they are, and I'm using air quotes and you can't see it, venomizing the covers of the artwork in hopes that you're going to be a completist collector that's going to go buy these Venom editions of the yeah. movies. Um, why? I don't, I don't understand. I mean, the Deadpool thing, I guess I, I understand a little bit more because Deadpool is a parody who kind of inherently has that sense of, of, um, that sense of humor, that sense of the, the Looney Tunes wackiness. You can see him doing parody covers of posters and things like that. It made a whole lot more sense for Deadpool for yeah. Venom. It, it just doesn't make any sense. I don't understand. Well, here's the thing. Venom is, I mean... Venom, from everything I can tell to do with its marketing, is they want they want to use what they have in terms of uh, property. Yeah. What's left of the – and actually, <laughs> uh, not to bore people, but I assume that they detached it from Spider-Man uh, because of the whole arrangement with uh, Marvel, with Marvel but it Studios, turns out yeah. that's not the case. They they could have kind of left him there, sort of thing. And it was Sony it, themselves who said, uh, "No, we don't want to, uh, you know, confuse people. We don't we don't want you doing your thing and it confusing people as to our thing." And it's like, well, I don't know because. <laughs> 
and that seems to be what because I think the other one they announced is Black Cat and stuff like that. It's like and no Spider Man, huh? Uh, All right, yeah, and that's that's not going to confuse people that people are going to go see this so, movie about a an inherent Spider Man villain, and it's not going to confuse. Yeah. I don't. It's this, just, this this is this is a property that uh, is suffering a little bit of frighteneritis to to call back to our. Oh, good point. Yeah. To call back to our last one, or is was that cut and <laughs> you know, it shows funny up is that's, next that's week? That's going to be next week. <laughs> no, All right. You're going to so hear little, that next week. Uh, <laughs> Chris can tell week. the future. Yeah. But the the point there is that um, this things like this are a sign that they're looking for good slash inexpensive ways to get in front of as many uh, unusual eyeballs as possible. Uh, you know, so depending on what their budget is, you know, maybe, you know, they can only go so far with billboard ads and bus ads and all this. And, you know, somebody pointed out it's not a lot to join forces because this is the other thing. It, it You'll notice everything in there. Like you say, it's weird, but uh, uh, sunny with a uh, cloudy with a chance of meatballs. That's a Sony animation uh, uh, movie, is it not? Yeah, it uh, it is. So, but I'm that's not your sure. target audience for Venom, is it? That's no, the craziest but the, thing. This is what I mean. This is this is this is somebody looking to spend, do their marketing spend, uh, uh, you know, as best and as widely as they can. I think somebody said, you know, why don't we do like Deadpool? They didn't really put a lot of clever into it, but it's easy enough to turn to, uh, you know, Columbia Pictures Home Entertainment and say what's about to do a run into stores and if we throw a little bit of money at you, can we put these slip covers on? Yeah. Yeah, it's, I don't know. But, and here's the here's the thing, and yes, they put it on, on Ghostbusters. I kind of liked it on Ghostbusters because it just looks like black slime from the video game. But <laughs> You're right, it kind of does. Neither here nor there. Here's <laughs> Here's what I'm hoping. Well, and actually, at the end of the day, they got what they wanted because... Once they put the word of this coming out, that's all everybody bloody talks about, which is just, you know, free free repeating the name Venom over and yeah. over and over. Well, we're in guilty the week of it before. right here. Yeah. Exactly. So, but here's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping that this, because I think Deadpool, I haven't seen, I've seen, you know, special uh, art slip covers and stuff like that, like almost, you know, Walmart special edition covers and stuff like that. But Deadpool was a marketing ploy. And I don't think I've seen anything quite like that before. Uh, And I think this was Sony trying the same thing. Obviously, everybody was familiar with the Deadpool thing. And now they kind of know how it works. What I'm kind of hoping is that maybe this leads to, um, you know, whatever gets announced next year and hopefully, fingers crossed, ends up in a theater uh, they then make it more Deadpool-y. They start picking Sony stuff and they put a special slipcase over it where you take the actors in their poster, uh, you know, Photoshop them into Ghostbusters uniforms with a proton pack peeping over the shoulder and slip a Slimer looking over them or something like that. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, do do that thing. Because frankly, if we're going to get anything out of this, that's what I want. It's just, just a whole bunch of movies. Ghostbusters with, eyes. Po- yeah. Exactly. And I think it would work better there because, I mean, no matter what you put it on, that audience is slightly the target for Ghostbusters. But yeah, the Venom yeah. one is weird. I mean, at I think it's just a lot of, we need to promote this. We don't know how to promote this. Um, and they, you know, they, they were swinging at whatever they could. And, uh, it's neither here. We, only reason we're talking about it is, um, you know, Ghostbusters ended up in the mix. Uh, yeah. And, and otherwise uh, we wouldn't have probably mentioned it at all for at any all. other reasons. Yeah. So, but, um, uh, 
don't yeah. know. That's what that's what I'm hoping is, is you know, podcast bet. I think that'd be cool. Is whatever they do in two years time. Um, well, they announce it next year. Let's say it comes out the year after that, 2020. So late 2020, early 2021, when whatever this ends ends up in home video, yeah, they start they 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 pull a little bit of a Deadpool and they uh, they start yeah um, add Ghostbusters s- yeah add Ghostbuster Ghostbuster they they bust I I don't know there's no good term for it but they <laughs> Ghostbusters eyes yourself that actually that's that's a running thing that my, yeah friend and I always had it was like. It, you remember when Blu-ray first came out or or even when social media was sort of just trying to figure out what it wanted to do with movies and it would always be like, Simpsons eyes yourself, Smurf eyes yourself. It was whatever the property was with eyes at the end. Uh, eyes and, at the end. Yeah, no, I, I think I think this would work though. Like you, you, you do that, you know, edge and corners uh, of the slipcover have the green and, you know, pink slime on it. Uh, and then the original cover art has been, you know, touched up to turn the protagonists into, uh, yeah, it's a pretty easy formula. If it's yeah. a protagonist on the, you put them in a jumpsuit and if it's an antagonist, you Photoshop them to look, you know, glowy and transparent and they're a ghost and there you're, you're done. You're welcome. Thank There you go, Sony. <laughs> go do that. The end. Yeah. The and- end. And I know that people are probably yelling at their uh, their listening devices now too. Like, well, Ghostbusters already did this uh, because right when Answer the Call came out, they did that pack in where all the Sony movies came with a no ghost patch, um, and all of us were kind of like, oh, that's that's cool. But then some of the movie choices were like, really, that's going to come with a Ghostbusters patch? But it, it made sense. It was around Halloween. Uh, yeah, there there were a few things that kind of made sense for that. But that one made more sense. The Venom thing, I mean, not so much. What was the, was it Best Buy or somebody had the, Best Buy in the States had the movie in socks one time? Oh, that's, that? yeah, the sock pack in. Yeah. Uh, anyways, at, at the end of the day, and, and let's not knock Venom too much because we all know that these special boxes or, you know, pack-ins or add-ons, they've, they've always been around. Ghostbusters is, I mean, all of us have at least one or two items on our shelves that oh, came. Boy, at least. Know, yeah. Packed packed in a, a DVD or a VHS uh, oversized uh, package there at some point. So um, guilty. Yeah. Man. It's whatever they can do to get you to buy the physical media at this point is what they're trying to do. So um, yeah. But uh, anyway, uh, I'm not I've, the Venom thing. I think I'm going to pass on. I'm not going to go buy a Venom cover of the movie. Unfortunately. Uh, all right. So here, okay. The, the Ghostbusters world thing, we probably should have led with that because we talked about it up at the top of the show. Um, so, so Ghostbusters world, social media, we've mentioned it a few times. They've really been ramping up. Uh, we had that great interview with Andrew and Eric, where they talked about they're doing the soft launch now, and they're looking to release the game before the end of the year. Uh, and then on the 27th, I want to say they did this big tease. They said, we have an announcement that we're going to make next week. Stay tuned. Um, and then just today, as we are recording this on Wednesday, um, they posted up a, a like an animated GIF of Lady Slimer that said pre-registration begins tomorrow, being Thursday as we record this. Was that their announcement? Like that the the bummer about them teasing that they've got a big announcement and then they have this thing that on Wednesday they say pre-registration starts tomorrow leads me to believe like is that the announcement? Yeah. It, not only that, it's it was their. Uh, answer when the the Android beta went out to everybody that went 
well, I don't have an Android, I can't play it. And the the like I noticed, especially on the Twitter account for Ghostbusters World, they were like pre reg is coming soon, pre reg is coming soon, pre reg is coming soon. So And and you and I have talked about like what exactly does pre registration mean? mean? That you sign up for the app and you download it but you can't use it until the release date, or what what exactly does pre registration for a mobile app mean? Now journalistic yeah. integrity would say that we should have followed up on this, but neither you or I have time at the moment <laughs> <laughs> well, to I was get thinking- the news here, but I, I was thinking a little bit about it. Again, we don't know exactly, but if it is about getting your hands on the game uh, early, in whatever way this can roll out, even if it's just put your hands up, it. Uh, I was wondering maybe if this is not just some sort of um, uh, get the game early and fast, like to, uh, and we get something out of it that you wouldn't normally get. Yeah. Once once the game goes live on the official release day, those of us that pre-regged get, you know, get it and others don't. Uh be that a, a special piece of equipment or, you know, some bonus uh whatever it is, the orbs or the the gems or what have you. I, you know, piece of gear, piece of uniform, oh, who you knows? get like an right? early adopter piece of of gear. Yeah. Yeah, much the same way pre-orders for, you know, the the original video game if you went to uh, GameStop and stuff like that, you got the the special jumpsuit or the what were they? Special jumpsuit was one. It was like gold a gold proton, proton pack, pack was another. Yeah. And then I think there was a you could run around in multiplayer as one, a specter rather than uh, Oh, was that really? Like I do remember like the Ghostbusters 2 yeah. uniform was PlayStation 3. Yeah. It's been a while. Yeah. So from I mean, I'm not I'm not well versed in the world of, you know, Apple and iTunes and mobile apps and stuff like that. Uh, it's not impossible to do that. Um Maybe it's just a code that you get, or even I mean, is the, is there a way? And and you said you're not familiar with the the iOS uh, app store that much, but can they bypass the app store? Like if you pre-register, can they send you a code to download yes. the game without having to go through the app store? Like it's not available yet, or something? Yes, you can you can use codes to get stuff in games, and I've seen that a number of times. Um, <sighs> I, I wish I knew more about the in-app purchase system of, of Apple games and all that, but basically the long and short of it is, is I mean, this could be as simple as pre-reg means we go just sign up, here's our email, we're ready to go, and it gives them a giant mailing list to, you know, to mail out and go, go get it now, 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 so... Um, there's a, a, a big, huge first day spike. Cause this is the, this is the other thing that is a bit of voodoo that I wish I knew more about, but you know, d- based on traffic and all that, that's kind of what gets you noticed in the Apple stores. Mm. So, and that once you're in the Apple store, that means the casual people find you, you know, basically, basically it's, as, it's the same as everything else in the world. The, the more eyeballs, and of the higher intensity you can get them staring at something, the better overall. Because it just sort of, you're trying to create a, a, a marketing nuclear uh, reaction sort of thing. So yeah. they they try to use us as fans to, uh, this is just a yes, to, you know, uh, jumpstart um, the 
it's not sales, but you know, the downloading, yeah, the, the getting of the game, or the, yeah. that increase that starts triggering a whole bunch of visibility, uh, algorithms and those visibility algorithms start attracting the casual people, which only increases the intensity and, you know, off you go sort of thing. And, and I mean, yeah, we're, we're looking at, at a, a three company collaboration here. We got Sony and the developers and the publishers and they want this to go great guns, right? Like yeah. uh, this is this is not a five man team. This is a decent sized team doing some um, high quality work on a licensed property. Uh, so yeah, they want, and not only that too, they need uh, that intensity to drive people to the game because then they got to start, uh, uh, you know, monitoring their metrics and uh, and uh, you know all their. Uh, you know how how well we're accessing the game, and you know trying to convert us into people who throw a couple bucks at right. it as fast as possible. Because you know those numbers are, boy, those margins are something else, right? So <laughs> if you're looking to get a buck out of one out one out of every you know hundred or a thousand people or whatever it turns out to be uh, in terms of turnover on mobile apps, yeah, you want as many people hearing about this as fast as possible. So yeah. I don't know the mechanisms, but that just feels like what this is, is this is pre-registration is all about us as fans uh, getting into that game as fast as possible, whether that's just, you know, uh, giving us as quick access as possible or giving us something special. So we really... Anything that drives us to download as fast as that thing like goes Like on up. day one, you get X, Y, or Z. First yeah, that makes hour, a lot of sense. Crush yeah. the servers. We're all grabbing it as fast as we can. And that also is kind of supported by the fact that they're doing this, this uh, you know, this soft test stuff. Also why they're doing Android, because Android's a bit of a weird animal compared to Apple. Apple, Apple is iOS, um, and you can, you know, you can... Their hardware is not exactly standardized, but for lack of a better term, let's say a little bit more standardized than, say, the world of Android devices. And you need it if you're if you wanna if you wanna fireproof uh, your app as much as possible before, say, a first day crunch, and minimize your dealing with it doesn't work, it crashes. <laughs> oh I God, can it you imagine? Weird. Oh, that would be horrible. Yeah, like so they're putting you know that's. Uh, three countries that we heard of that have we still don't know what the heck that is that they're specifically to those country and it seems like every android user fan in the world has already you know been downloading the beta and playing it so there's a lot of um there's a lot of hammering the hell out of the, the there's a there's a ghostbuster fandom soak test going on <laughs> of this game We're which again QA just testers. Yeah. yeah it just you know, <laughs> the new economy uh, your car's a taxi <laughs> your house is a hotel and you're the beta tester of your own game hooray <laughs> uh, yeah so this feels like i said it's just guesswork but I, it feels a lot like they're priming the pump that's all this pre-reg is it's not exactly the world's biggest announcement but it times up right it's yeah you know, it's the middle of the week and that's they made a point of pointing that out um so yeah here actually and this begs the question like um the game has a slimer and they announced this with a lady slimer i'm wondering i don't want to guess too much here like i don't want to presume too much i guess is the better way to put it 
but yeah, you put you put out the lady Slimer version, like the lady version of of Slimer. You know, maybe she could be the 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 special quote unquote special mm. thing, right? Like she's a thing that we can capture and put into our you know our our guides into our field notes or whatever the the records of within the game are sort of thing. It's and the rest only of the world, available to that day one adopter. Exactly. Yeah. We love it because we're early adopters and Ghostbusters fans and the rest of the world probably not too upset. They, they can't get it because it's a variant to what's already in the game and it's the lesser known variant, right? The world really loves Slimer. Lady Slimer is just kind of a more recent phenomenon sort of thing. So I don't know, maybe. Yeah, that, that makes sense. That makes a whole lot of sense. And I, I mean, I really latched on to what you were talking about with the the metrics and the algorithms of getting the game visible when, when a, a true release date happens. Um, so maybe this, maybe pre-registration is something as simple as like, well, it's going to go live in the uh, app stores um, on whatever day. I mean, when they say tomorrow, maybe that means tomorrow. Uh, so that we all go download it and we're like, oh, dude, the, the game is out. We can play it. And we're the ones that are in there and we're playing the game. And then when they release the, you know, f- yep. for the for the regular uh, stiffs out there, uh, like, oh, hey, it's actually being released on October 31st, just in time for Halloween or whatever it ends up being that everybody goes and they're like, oh, look, there's already X amount of downloads and this many reviews. And like you were saying, there's already yeah. that kind of built audience that's that's happening. There's a lot of, I, I mean, I like what you said here. I'm not, I hadn't really considered it, but I guess it might be possible that you could pre-register and get access to an app through the Apple store that's not public to everybody else yet it might you might be able to it's just not listed in the searches it's just not listed in the search yeah exactly um yeah and that's another thing not just first day sales and numbers and all that but the other thing is is if if we follow that line of thinking that you've got going that it's about populating the game world because that's what you know that's what this is about is kind of you running out it, it, it there's something to be said for the casuals picking up the game, firing it up, and finding out that the neighborhood already has one or two established Ghostbusters. Oh man, they've already done some group Great busts. Great point. And, all and that. there's already a leaderboard, and you're like, "Oh, I gotta beat that person." Yeah. And so that it, makes it minimizes sense. this. Yeah. You can play solo, but it does the one thing that Pokemon took up the first couple of weeks to kind of organically grow, which was get the game, find your friends, start meeting places and you know capturing ghosts or the 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 monsters and all that whereas uh yeah in this one maybe there's something to be said for you know starting up in a world that is already you know populated with ghostbusters and and is alive and running and yeah i don't know well let's let's do this uh because that pre-registration happens tomorrow and we're recording (laughs) this uh what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna insert a point where i can talk to myself here and i can say hey uh, Troy of the future, um, what what happened? Oh, well, hey there, Troy of the past. Uh, here's what happened. Uh, yes, pre-registration is actually pre-ordering the free app. So when you go into the app store, you can pre-register or pre-order it, and then you'll get it on October 22nd. That's what the big announcement was. October 22nd is the release date of Ghostbusters World. Also, you should moisturize and uh, floss, just, just to let you know. Wouldn't it be awkward if they don't do anything and I just it's, there's just silence there? I don't know, but I want future Troy to do it in a in a kind of a voice. That's all I'm asking. <laughs> well, past Troy, you ignorant <laughs> fool. If only well. you would have. 
podcast, Troy. <laughs> Do you your best, Pete. The shit that I've seen. It's Do become sanctum of slime. <laughs> Do your best, Pete Holmes, bad man. Well, <laughs> you see. Oh, Pete Holmes. I love Pete Holmes. Um, <laughs> anyway, so, uh, so <laughs> yeah. Where are they taking the drugs? <laughs> Where are the drugs? <laughs> <laughs> Las drogas. Oh, and you can't um, you can't do Pete Holmes without like having his big toothy smile on your face either. It just, just doesn't work. He's too happy. I don't trust he's him. Too happy. He's not to be trusted. You're right. Um, <laughs> well, uh, so let's do this. Uh, let's let's end on two updates about uh, a couple of Ghosthead fans out there. Uh, one of one of which uh, got some USA Today print, which I was uh, was very yeah. pleased to see. Um, and then another of which I saw that and I was like, man, my friends were lazy for my bachelor party we went camping and threw hatchets at trees and stuff but i know yeah uh, anyway so uh let's start with the desoto county ghostbusters uh these were the guys that were in the usa today digital edition which i believe is commerce central commerce commercial central something like that it's it's their online edition basically um and they were talking about the desoto ghostbusters highlighting them uh for the people uh, you know, I mean, I'm sure everyone out there is familiar if you're listening to this, uh, the local chapters, the local, uh, franchises running around in their converted ectos of, you know, theirs happens to be a 2001 Cadillac, uh, that they caught in an impound lot and, and converted into an ectomobile. But, um, you know, the, the USA Today was saying, uh, if you've seen the DeSoto Ghostbusters running around, it's not because they're out catching ghosts. They're actually fulfilling the dreams of a lot of Make-A-Wish kids and going to benefit patients at St. Jude's Children's Hospital and uh, just a, a very great uh, story. And and I know that everybody's saying, well, yeah, our, our franchise does that too. Um, and it's... It's true. There are a lot of franchises out there that do uh, children's hospital visits and fundraisers and uh, show up to appearances for the Ronald McDonald House like the DeSoto Ghostbusters do. Um, but it's it's just good to see the ink uh, in in a big popular publication like this uh, that's, that's good because usually when the Ghostbusters fans get ink on a nationwide level, it's because something crazy or terrible has happened. So it's, it's just nice to see, uh, the greater public getting to see what, what Ghostbusters fans do, uh, and, and puts us in good company. You know, I know the 501st does a lot of charity work. A lot of the, the fan groups, the, the Brown coats, um, everybody goes out there and, and they try to make a difference and they use their fandom, uh, to benefit the world. And I think that's exactly what the point of this, this article is. But, uh, so just, just to read a small segment, if, if you'll indulge me here, Chris, um, the DeSoto Ghostbusters are Jonathan Bingham, Corey Kaufman, David Haley, Andrew Highlander, Jack Johnson, and Derek Patterson. <laughs> but with their wives and children, they can field a ghostbusting squad of about a dozen, which is awesome. I love the, the bigger franchises that involve their kids, and it's it's so cool. Yep. Um, and they, they give ink to Ghost Corps. They say the DeSoto Ghostbusters are registered as part of the Ghost Corps, which is a fan-led, non-profit approved by Ivan Reitman, the film's director. There are Ghost Corps franchises in all 50 states and even some foreign countries. If you've seen the patches, you know that to be true. Some foreign countries. A lot. Uh, A lot of foreign countries. GB Max and the Germans and Ghostbusters Japan and South Korea and uh, lots. And point of order. From where they're at, we're the foreign country. Come on. (laughs) That's also true. 
so they say that the group attends charity events such as those for Make-A-Wish. They also attend events to benefit patients of St. Jude's Children's Research Hospital and their families have made several appearances at the Ronald McDonald House and La Benure Children's Hospital. They also love attending community events. Most recently, they've been in the DeSoto Central High School Homecoming Parade. They've served meals before a game at Lewisburg High School and they've attended a Veterans of Foreign Wars event. Just super cool and I know a lot of you guys out there with franchises do the exact same so uh good on all of you but uh uh props and kudos to the desoto ghostbusters for this this good press that they got uh very very cool go check out the the usa today digital edition uh uh chris you posted it on proton charging we'll put it up in the show notes Mm -hmm. as well um but let's move on to the view weekly article because this is the one again uh for my for my best man ryan if you're listening come on dude The bar was set by these guys. Um, So this View Weekly article is entitled Edmonton Bachelor Party Recreates Ghostbusters in One Day. And it is essentially about Boris Tarasenko, uh, who was just a few days out from his marriage in Edmonton. And uh, he woke up in the morning to his brother, Bo, uh, along with all of his friends, uh, coming and ambushing him in his room and then running him around the city all in one day and recreating pretty much the entirety of the original Ghostbusters, uh, for his bachelor party. Um, and to the, like, you can see it, it's all on YouTube. It's an hour long. So, uh, pretty, pretty close to the runtime of the actual film, it seems. Um, and they've got props and they've got costumes and all of his friends show up. That's kind of what made this really special and unique is that they would go and they would visit all of his friends and, um, they took some uh, special effects and some scenes and they cut it in. It's it, the, the entirety of it ends up being a really great, uh, bachelor wedding video for him at the end of the day, yeah. uh, a great fan experience, something that he will remember for years. Um, and then man, millennials, millennials. Kill strip clubs now. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Exactly. We got drunk. We were in the woods. We that's all like we lit a fire and we burned things on the fire and did really stupid things. And then we passed out in our tents and that was the end of it. Uh, Millennials, they they got it good. But anyway, so (laughs) um, uh, and the funny thing, too, if you watch the video and the the article calls it out, too, uh, because a lot it's a bachelor party. So a lot of the a lot of the attendees are dudes. And of course, you know, Sigourney Weaver's Dana has to appear some way, somehow. So they come up with some very interesting ways of portraying Dana Barrett in the movie. Um, and also the Stay of Marshmallow Man, uh, very funny too. So, so check those out. Um, so anyway, so it's on uh, Tarasenko's uh, YouTube page. Um, and there's, I just want to read a, a small, a small quote from this. We shot the whole thing in the early summer and by the end of summer-ish, because everyone was just doing it in their free time, we had a cut for just the cast, which was almost two hours. So basically his, it, it, it spanned beyond one day. Um, but that was just viewing for everyone involved. We kept picking away at it and figured maybe one day we'll let other people watch it, which is today. Um, uh, Bo Tarasenko said that filming the whole thing in one day, three, one for the sake of making the kind of a trailer prior for the film's release and the other for a few pickup scenes, uh, required a very tight schedule for both the filming crew and the cast members. Uh, and they went all across Edmonton um, and they had schedules that looked like spreadsheets and they had to figure everybody else's schedules out and where they were going to meet each other. And it seems like this huge puzzle piece that that they had to put together a huge production 
for for uh, for, for one lucky Boris, uh, essentially. <laughs> Why get together and drink when you can work? Well, exactly. This was a whole lot of work, man. Like you and I have yes. made it abundantly clear in this episode, we don't have a whole <laughs> lot of free time at the moment, which is not boding well for a Ghostbusters podcast that takes time to produce every week. Um, and, and, and just this particular show, uh, requires you and I coordinating our schedule. And then we got to do some editorial and we got to do some metadata and some uploading and some writing of summaries and all this sort of stuff. That's, that's about as much time as I have, uh, where they have done this whole live production and they've scheduled all of the friends out and they've made sure that everybody's available on a certain day. And yeah, my God, they're my young, God. they have energy. Um, but, uh, but so anyway, so the, the, the other funny anecdote that came out of this was that the Tarasenko's, the whole reason that this came up was Ghostbusters was one of the few VHS tapes that their family had when they were young, um, because they signed up for the, whatever the equivalent of Columbia house was that they signed up for. And they only signed up for the bare minimum of tapes, and that was what they had. So they got their, whatever, three free tapes for their trial at the beginning, and then they shut it down, and those were the only three tapes that they had. And they watched Ghostbusters over and over and over and over because of that. So uh, so it was almost like they're fans, but kind of fans by force, which I found kind of funny. <laughs> fans by rote memorization. Yeah, default. Yay, default. Well, that's not an, un, you know, an atypical story, though. I mean, I, I've heard that a lot of times of people going, oh, that's you know, one of the tapes. I have a friend who has um, uh, his dad was uh, not a, like a, an oral surgeon of some sort. He was, he was, he was uh, getting paid. Paid in full, you know. He was the oh, kind of guy is this that your had friend that had like the the super rare like video disc format. Yeah, he yeah. had he had that the video disc, the one where you know it, it, you, you slotted this the the case in the thin you know record size case and then pulled it out and it left behind you know this fragile plastic analog thing behind it pre pre laser disc. Same thing. They had three movies at their the summer cottage that they had, and so yeah, growing up. If they ever wanted to watch something, it was, you know, uh, Ghostbusters, uh, Best Little Whorehouse in Texas, and something else. I can't remember. but uh, <laughs> And that's that's not unusual. <laughs> Ghostbusters was very, very popular uh, as that sort of thing. Like, you know, for people who didn't have – I mean, we're nerds. We always have libraries and movies and stuff like that. But that's that wasn't typical for most oh, families. Yeah. Families had, you know – a selection and Ghostbusters was usually among it. So and and I do I, I I probably have mentioned this on the podcast before too, but I did have a friend whose two videotapes were the Apple Dumpling Gang and uh, <laughs> Firefox. And <laughs> and whenever you went over to Nate's house, inevitably once Ooh. you were finished playing Turbo Graphic sixteen, one it of those two to... movies would go in because that's, that's all that they had. Absolutely amazing. Um yeah. So, who are you gonna call? Yegbusters. <laughs> Yegbusters. Yeah. Check it out uh, on Tarasenko's YouTube page. You can search for Yegbusters. That's the easy Y E G Busters. Uh, that's what they that's ended right. up calling the video. Um, and and check it out. I mean, y- even if you don't watch the whole hour, it's it's fun just to sort of scrub through it. That's what I did, and and just sort of yeah. see like how are they gonna do. It, it reminded me of the the kids that recreated Raiders of the Lost Ark. Uh, I know, where right? You're just like, how are they going to do that? And then you watch and you go, oh, that's pretty clever. So the w- the way that they came up with a few things was pretty clever. Check check it out. 
this goes back to this thing we mentioned the other day. You got a, you know, you got a 4K recording device on your phone. Go, you, it's not hard uh, to shoot stuff. Yeah, right? so, especially these guys did it for a bachelor party for uh, fun. If, for the heck if of it. You, you've got all these stories in your head, get them, uh, get them on paper, get them onto a video camera in some way or form. Uh, shoot it on your iPhone. 10s or whatever you've got now that you can shoot <laughs> slow motion and 4k and whatever yeah totally do it shoot it using those uh fancy you know iphone 10 ios 12 animated uh was it memojis or animojis <laughs> do it with that yeah yeah exactly uh that <laughs> somebody can model a memoji of slimer and you can have all of your post-production done right there in camera man that'd be uh-huh. great to do the whole thing like that uh not to put you on the spot but i'm gonna put you on the spot do you yeah. know why they called it yeg busters uh i do not i i mixed the, missed that uh yeg that's uh, Edmonton International Airport's call sign. Oh. Sort of like Vancouver's YVR and Calgary is YYC. Oh, that's even I I LAX. figured because Boris Tarasenko I figured it was some you know some sort of like Russian uh, uh, reference of some sort mm. but uh, <laughs> no yig, it's yig busters. Uh, yig yig <laughs> Comrade yig busters. <laughs> Come. Bus ghosts. <laughs> Uh, that's funny. Okay, so that makes a whole lot more sense. I was like, there you go. Oh, that's funny. They were just trying to differentiate, but uh, that that's the whole reasoning behind it. All right, so you hear that, Calgary fans? It's time to get the what would it be yick busters, <laughs> <laughs> and we'll get we'll I'll get to work on yiver busters right now. So uh, you, and stay tuned for lax busters. Lax busters. Coming. Oh, that one I'd pay for. So. <laughs> Uh, that's us every week. <laughs> that's us, lax busters. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Go, go, go stoppers. I'm sorry, we'll do it again. We want to hear from you. Leave us a voicemail on our calling line at 470-242-4742. That's 4702-GBHQIC. We also have a Facebook page. You do? And Twitter accounts. Friends is dead. No kidding. Just give me the address. Search Facebook for... Ghostbusters! Interdimensional CrossFit. On Twitter, look for Troy at Ghostbusters HQ and Chris at Proton Charger. I just want to get back close again. What the hell are you doing? If you like what you hear, please take a moment to give us a review on iTunes. Be sure to recommend us to your friends. That makes good sense. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professional. Once again, our call-in line is 4702-GBHQIC. That ought to do it. Thanks very much, Ray. All right, Chris. Well, uh, this is it's, it's, this is actually kind of bittersweet. This is the last time you and I are going to be talking for a couple of weeks here. Uh, again, even though you will be hearing our silky pipes uh, on the airwaves here for two weeks, yeah. uh, you, you and I are uh, we're, take, we're taking a small breather here for the holidays. Um, the, it won't be a breather. We'll be busy. We'll but, be really uh, busy. A breather in terms of podcast, uh, but uh, yes, yeah. I think it's only fair because uh, we're also getting really close to the end of the year, where you and I tend to also bust out some extra stuff. So you know, yeah, there's it's there's Halloween. Let's enjoy it a bit, and uh, yeah, uh, please please go out there and enjoy things uh, with your families. Uh, please enjoy them responsibly. I know that uh, we were talking about it a few weeks ago that uh, Halloween has become a very adult centric. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh God, take it easy. Keg Sexy handmade tail costume. What the hell is that? 
Um, <laughs> that is pretty awful, by the way. Yeah, but. well, the funny part was is a parody site made that their joke the year before, and then, oh, and then boy, became, the time between parody reality. and reality is really short these days. Aye, but, aye, uh, aye. Uh, and, uh, you know, a uh, loosen the belt to all our Canadian listeners, because, of course, when this drops on Monday, it's our Thanksgiving. Oh, my goodness, that's right. That's uh, all the better that I'm glad we're taking. I, I totally forgot. You Canadians with your early Thanksgiving, I always seem to let it slip my mind. So, yeah. That's uh, our, happy early well, Thanksgiving. Well, until they let us make Halloween a long weekend, we'll, we'll just have to do, have to do our uh, Thanksgiving in October. Yeah. Uh, it also gives us an excuse to drive across the border and visit friends in November and have more turkey. But um, Double the Thanksgiving. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, yeah, so so next week, uh, like I said, we'll have uh, part part two of last week's episode about Halloween companions, which is a whole lot of fun. You and I had a really good discussion, and uh, yeah. I, I, I didn't want it to end up on the cutting room floor, so that's why we've made it its own episode, which is going to be a lot of fun. And then the week after that uh, is the mixtape, which is going to be awesome. But before we get to that, we got to have some final thoughts. like, And no pressure, because this is final thoughts uh, for one, two, th- uh, three weeks uh, plus. That's fine. I'll do two. Uh, okay. One, and we didn't, I was going to throw it in and, and into the mix and uh, we didn't get a chance to, but when we were talking about the fan groups out there, uh, article that came out today, uh, a little shout out to, uh, uh, I believe it's Lauren, Lauren Osborne, who's uh, uh, got, got written up in her local paper uh, with photos. She's uh, the family is going Ghostbusters theme trick or treating oh, this year. And I saw she's you in the, post that, and I didn't get a chance to read it. She's the Gozer person. She's well, if she's not playing the Gozer part, then I don't know who they've picked because she she looks spot on for it. But she's uh, yeah, she's hand making herself one of those uh, bubble jumpsuits, so it's quite impressive. I think I think I can count the number of times I've seen a, a Gozer cosplay uh, on one hand. Uh, so that's uh, but that's that's neither here. Nor. Happy Halloween to Lauren and her family. That's know. yeah, that's uh, awesome. I'll have to check that out. That that was one of those things hope. where I saw. I was like, oh, that's funny, and then I didn't get a chance to look at it. Yeah, I hope I hope we get uh, maybe hopefully there'll be some pictures afterwards so we can see the family uh, yeah. going at it. Uh, but the other one, this is very loosely based in Ghostbusters, but uh, very related to Halloween uh, because it's that time of the year, and I I uh, I tend to go back and. You know, I have my favorite podcasts, and I like listening to their old Halloween. I have um, uh, Edgar Wright uh, hosted like an hour or two on BBC Music Six, like five or six years ago. Or uh, Scott Pilgrim was about out. So who knows? How, what is that now? I don't oh, know. Boy, anyways, it's been a while now. Yeah, yeah. That's a great one because he had John Landis on, and you know they, you know Landis talks stories about making Thriller and all that. Like I like to hold on to. You know the Halloween theme, put not not you know the not the spooky sounds and all that, but you know a little bit of music and a little bit of talk and all that. Actually, the kind of thing I tend to try to emulate when we do the WGBI for Halloween every year. Uh, but this time I was going back through old uh, Dana Gouldauer ones and a more recent one. He had uh, Joe Dante on, and I don't know why this never twigged the first time I listened to it, but they were talking about stuff he was working on and you know and at one point they i don't know how they got onto it but joe dante started talking about how uh he was 
running after the the Batman movie that uh, Tim Burton ultimately did. Oh, Only yeah. he was using a different script. And this is why this is partly why I first tweaked like my ears pricked up because of course we have all that Joaquin Phoenix uh, Joker talk going on now. The script that um, I forget the guy's name, Mankowitz, I think he said, had written this script and it was very Joker centric more than Batman centric. Uh, and he was like, that's the story I wanted to tell. And then the studio kind of walked away and moved on to Tim Burton and they, you know, the history was made sort of thing. But just in passing, he kind of threw it off. He's like, he's like, yeah, no, no, I, you know, I was on it. And then, uh, you know, they dropped the script and they went off to Tim Burton. I think Ivan Reitman was doing it before I started on it. And I went, what? He, I, yeah, I vaguely, I vaguely have heard about this too. That Ivan was was working on, like, looking to maybe do the that first Batman movie. And was that That's, the one where, at one point, Bill Murray was going to be playing Batman? I don't. That I guess maybe. Um, just really. Uh, now I gotta keep my ears open for yeah. more bits and pieces of that. To you know, it's it funny, together, and, and it's something that came up last week, and you're gonna now hear in the next week's show. But there are all of these sort of like indirect references to the Ghostbusters alumni and other movies too, where we want to like. I would just be so curious to read whatever draft of the script Ivan Reitman was developing for the Batman movie in 1980, or whatever it was. Um, oh my God! Yeah, I, well, I have a I have a vague recollection of that too. That's the funny part is is Batman and Ghostbusters two came out the same year. It means Batman was what he was chasing down when they couldn't quite pull Ghostbusters two together. And uh, I'm wondering then if Ghostbusters two, when they managed to pull everybody together, that's why he walked away from Batman. Maybe. And then and Batmania took over the world, and poor Ivan had to sort of sit in the passenger seat and watch it happen that's yeah so all right so who who out there is going to have the gumption to stand up at ghostbusters fan fest <laughs> with ivan reitman and be like uh mr reitman i was curious if you could talk about your version of batman which we heard about the ghostbusters Inter- interdimensional crossword yeah, talking those, about the other day those two guys right there them can we get a spotlight <laughs> on them <laughs> the Von Trapp family singer. <laughs> I don't have to outrun Ivan Reitman, Troy. I just have to outrun you. <laughs> Please don't ask Ivan Reitman about Batman. <laughs> Actually, do ask him, but uh, he's more chatty when it's if there's if there's any when he's working a room, like when we're having drinks or a bite to eat or whatever. Yeah, don't uh, do it on whatever their Hall H panel is, where they're announcing yeah. whatever the next project is. Yeah, no, don't, do it, do it, do it. it the, he's he's yeah. really chatty if you can kind of get him in small groups. Um, yeah, exactly. Oh my goodness, so, uh, yeah. Craig, Craig, are you listening, Craig? <laughs> this is a Craig thing, right Goldberg here. Actually, no. Right what are we talking here. about? Craig wouldn't do it. Abby, Abby. Grab Craig by the ear, drag him over to right man, and find out. Actually, you know what? There you go. Uh, uh, if they can get answers out of him, that's perfect for that's, yes, have some that podcast. Is, that is a really good yes, have some right topic. In, like right in their yeah. wheelhouse. Uh, they've they've got Ivan Reitman, and they talk about Batman uh, the whole time. Ooh, that that's, would be a, that's oh, like that would be really a, that's like a, that's like a bingo in, uh, in yes, have some. Uh, and yes, have some uh, weekend uh, uh, at the bingo hall. There is. And, and being it, able to dub yeah. Ghostbusters and uh, Batman all in one It would go. blow their minds if there were going to be dinosaurs and Stephen King involved somehow, too. <laughs> 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 the, 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 the culmination of all of these things together. I, I can hear it now. Just, uh, 
<laughs> exactly. All right. Third final thought is, uh, as you said, we're where this one comes out, hello, and then we do the extras, hello, and then it's time for Halloween, and we'll do the WGBI uh, Halloween mixtape, which means then, if you're listening to this, there's about, I mean, technically two weeks, but let's just say a week and a bit. If you want to call in our our hotline there and throw in some more Halloween suggestions or better yet, uh, wish, uh, do a little shout out, happy Halloween to people, uh, which we've done in previous years. Uh, If you don't want to use the phone, you can always just record it into your- uh, Yeah, and send it to either one of us. Portable device and, you know, email it to uh, Troy there through uh, ghostbustershq.net slash- Crosslip slash www. <laughs> I don't know what the whole one is. Slash content. Yeah, just, just <laughs> ghostbusters.net. You'll you just hit that contact button. You can you can hit us up. Yeah, yeah I do it. But uh, yeah, um, as much as I can involve people, I like involving people. Uh, yeah, so do that. Yeah, do it. And and the, some of the the best voicemails that we've gotten in, in those greetings are when you guys are at a convention together. You're sitting at your table and you want to pass the phone around. That ends up being a whole lot of fun. So please please take advantage of that. But uh, all right, well. Uh, you, you will hear us next week. You will hear us the week after that and you will hear us the week after that and after that and so on and so on. And they'll tell two friends and they'll tell two friends. Uh, but, uh, this is the last time that Chris and I are recording for a little bit. So, uh, Mr. Stewart, happy early Thanksgiving and, uh, get some sleep. Uh, and happy Halloween. Intend on doing the same and yeah, happy Halloween to everybody. We'll see you all on the other side. Who you gonna call? Thanks for joining the Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossrip. Visit us at ProtonCharging.com, GhostbustersHQ.net, and StillPlayingWithToys.net. That used to be one of my two favorite shows. Everything you're doing is bad. I just want to let you know that. We'd like to get a sample of your brain tissue. Next week, though, Careless Pets. We're so